Hello and welcome. It's Monday. It's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today, our special guest will tell you a lot of stories that will just get you going, not just this week, this year, and many years ahead. We talk about the cycle of life and his amazing book, and our guest is David Richman. Hello, David. Hey, Lucy. Hello, and hello, Jim, too. Thank you for having me. Well, we're happy to have you here, my friend. We're we're expecting you to give give our listeners some really great information about how they can jumpstart their life, make some differences, overcome some obstacles, make something really happen. Sure, let's do it. Well, tell us more about your book and uh, the cases that you researched and analyzed and the outcomes. Sure. So um, quickly, my uh, the book Cycle of Lives, um, which uh, came out not too long ago, it's, it's um, um, uh, available in book, audio, Audible and all that other stuff. And we all know there's not a lot of money in books, but 100% of the proceeds from the book go to support cancer organizations and other support groups and those are listed in the book and on the website but what i did was i found 15 people that uh had dealt with uh, trauma in their lives who hasn't who hasn't had young adulthood or childhood or adolescent trauma yes that trauma affected their ability or inability to connect with the people in their lives when they were going through cancer, either when they were as an oncologist for 40 years or as a cancer patient or as a survivor, as a loved one, how did the traumas in their life affect their ability to, or inability to deepen the relationships around them? Because we oftentimes, there's not anybody that's listening that doesn't agree with this thing. Somebody tells you something really hard to hear and you're like, oh, I don't don't want to talk about it, right? Because we don't know what to say. We don't know how to form the deep connection over the emotional side of trauma. So I wanted to de- delve into that topic with with all of these people and uh, kind of in- inform us about what people are going through. Well, that's that's very important. And uh, well, I think the biggest part will be emotional response because each party in a situation like that has um, difficulty to not just communicate, but not knowing how to react. So what 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 is your take after uh, talking to all these people? Yeah, well, uh, it's a great question because I I went into the project thinking that I would assume I assumed what people would be feeling, what kind of emotional responses they would have to the difficulties in their lives, but we often um, have a different uh, a face with other people than we do to ourselves and in our private life. And the things that people are dealing with privately might be nothing close to what we think they're dealing with. And that's what I kind of learned is that there could be, even out of the most difficult situations, there can be gratitude, there can be happiness. I mean, certainly there can be fear and anger and a lot of other things, but the emotional responses are all over the place and they can even be uh, very positive. People have used adversity to uh, to launch them to better places. I know I've done that in my life, and I think a, a lot of people have, where you can turn a negative into a positive. So I think what I learned most, Lucy, is that uh, not to assume to know what people are going through or assume to understand what their emotional responses to difficulty might be, uh, because we really have no idea what they're going through uh, unless we really give them a safe place to talk. What a great comment because I can see how that would work in a uh, on the job site in the workplace 
it could work going to the supermarket anywhere, and we we meet people, and we immediately judge them by the way they're dressed, by the scowl of their face, and we don't have any clue what they're going through. It might have been a struggle for them to get out of bed, and here they are right now celebrating that I get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what makes me think that's uh, so so smart, Jim, is Lucy. You have some some post-it notes on the back of your on your wall behind you, right? Yes. And I was talking to a lady, and she's in the book. She had cancer five different times. Okay, five different times, but that really wasn't her story. Her story was that before she got her first cancer, she escaped a absolutely horribly unbelievable abusive relationship like one you couldn't even imagine how bad it was and um when i first talked to her before i knew about the abuse before i knew about the cancers i said to her i go hey you know uh, patricia so tell me what what about you makes you special and she goes well you know every day i just get up i put my feet on the ground and i go about my day and do the best i can and i thought oh man i'm gonna put that on a little yellow sticky and put it on the wall that doesn't really help me but okay all right, what makes you special is you get up every day and put your feet on the ground. Now, I didn't know anything about her and I assumed a million different things. But then when I started to talk to her and I realized that this woman had over a 35 year period, survived five major cancers, had taken care of other people, including her father was dying of cancer while she was going through chemo. And she did that uh, having built a lifetime of of finding the love of her life that she found after she escaped a brutally abusive relationship. And I'm thinking, my God, like what this woman has gone through. And at the end of my interviewing, I'm interviewing her for like two years and I'm getting into all of this stuff. And at the end of the interview, I go, my God, Patricia, how in the world did you do it? And she goes, you know, I get up every morning, I put my feet on the ground and I go about my day. And I'm like, whoa, there's so much behind that. Like I thought at first, that's ah, a little something note you put on your sticky and you, uh, you, you just, okay, all right, go about your day, whatever, right? But to know the depth of what she went through, to know how important that was to her, that she had the ability to just get up every morning and put her feet on the ground and go about her day is super, uh, super amazing. What a great story. I mean, that's the kind of, those are the kind of people that make, the world go around every day and we wonder well why are we still here they're the ones that make all these things happen and we give the credit to the people in the bigger homes or the politicians and others but they're the ones the quiet people every day that's making things happen yeah absolutely it makes me think super quick i'll tell you another super quick story along the same lines is i was uh you know how sometimes you go to a, a doctor and they're very like very rigid and strict about do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And you're like, well, give me a chance to talk and ask some questions or whatever. And they just, they're just really focused on giving you the advice. And sometimes that can be off-putting, right? I'm sure people can relate to that. Uh, in any place where people give you advice, that could be off-putting. But then I spoke to a woman who was an oncologist for 40 years. And when I talked to her, she said, listen, I have no room for my patients not to listen to me. I have no time for them to not take my advice. And I thought, well, why is that? And then I, when I got deep into her story, I found out that this was a woman who had been abandoned as a child, 
grew up in a very, very difficult uh, part of New York and had a lot of adversity in her life, became a woman doctor against all odds, you know, when women were not supposed to become oncologists and surgeons, right? And the, 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 the problems that she had to deal with. And then she built this beautiful life for herself, great marriage, raised her daughter, had this just, just joy for the, the, the fortune that she had in life. And she said, now I know that I'm older. I know what my patients are gonna miss if they don't take my advice because I can make them better. I can help them. I can lengthen their lives. I can maybe even cure them. I don't have time for them to hem and haw. I don't have time for them to tell me that my advice is not the best advice. I, I'm desperate to help people. And I thought to myself, man, how cool is that? That sometimes when somebody is just you know, in your face about do this, do this, do this, maybe they're doing because they care so much about you that, you know, it, it you know what I'm saying? So you just yeah. never know what's behind what's behind the story. <laughs> that's, that's a great example. It just makes it makes me humble to listen to you relate those stories. It is amazing. Well, I know when we hear the word advice, and when someone tells us like advice, and we are like resistant because someone tells us what to do. I mean, come on, doctor. Okay, I need second opinion. Someone, the, the coach, the uh, spouse, you tell me what to do. Well, I don't think so, right? That's the first reaction that's natural. That's a human thing. But uh, from yeah. your experience, David, from the interviews, once you analyze everything, how do all your interviews manage to maintain that positivity, manage to maintain that strength, not just to go through difficult situations, not just to overcome those challenges but also uh rise above yeah yeah it's a it's a great point and, and i tell you i know this is going to sound wacky but i'm going to say it anyway and that is i didn't meet one single person on this and i interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people i ended up in interviewing the people that made the book for a couple of years right so i got super deep but i didn't meet one person lucy that hadn't overcome some amount of unbelievable trauma, either as a kid, as a, a young adult, making bad decisions, being dealt a bad a hand in life, having bad luck, um, a missing out opportunity, you name it. People have overcome every single person I talked to. Now, they thought, oh, my life's not that interesting. I'm just living my life, whatever. But then when you find out what they've overcome, and how they have been able to be them their best selves or how they still want to become their best selves, even against those odds. It's very inspiring because uh, I think in the end, um, we kind of can either think, uh, have pity for people because of how bad they have it. Well, it's not maybe as bad as you think, or we can try to bring attention to ourselves for how bad we have it. And you go, well, you know, it's not really that bad, right? So. I think that it's 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 easy to assume the the worst, but man, when you get down to it, most people they, they get beyond it. They can transform. They 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 can they can have optimism for the future, and it's shocking, Lucy, to find out how much people have gone through and how much they've overcome. It just gives you an opportunity to be humbled. So, what is the common denominator? What is the thing that takes you through? Because dealing with a cancer in a family or your own and that's huge emotional undertaking when you if you've been to any of the hospital and most of the listeners i'm pretty sure have been to diff different situations that 
you often see, I mean, we understand that's pain, but you often see like most people will be sad and yeah. like, like it's, it's then when it's not. It, it, right. And I mean, you bring up a lot of points there. It, it can be very sad. And, and of course, a lot of the outcomes are not great. Many are, but a lot of the outcomes are not great. And it's that way with any kind of a trauma, disease, sickness, you know, bad events, whatever. Sometimes it's not all rosy, but, but I think what what is the common denominator is it was uh, very common for there to be isolation and loneliness involved with their journey. And what the common denominator of overcoming that was them, even if it was late in life, and even if it was just recognizing it after the fact, was if they were able to form deeper connections with the people that mattered in their lives, that helped, right? The most difficulty is how many times do we just go, man, nobody gets what's going on. Like nobody knows what I've been through. Nobody knows what I'm going through, right? It's so lonely. Like I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to bring people down or whatever. There's a million reasons why it can be a very lonely place. The common denominator to at least make it okay if not get past it and make it good, is connecting uh, uh, with others in an authentic, deep, real way. And I think that's the common denominator. And that's that's what I try to do with the book is to better understand what people are going through so that we can try to connect to the people in our lives a little bit deeper, a little bit, a little bit more authentically. I appreciate that. You're absolutely correct. I'm so glad we had you on today because I'm sitting back quiet for the first time Absolutely. That's rare. That's really rare. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed because what you're saying is really relatable and is very concrete. It's something that I already know how to apply. You're absolutely correct. So, our dear listeners, please go order the book. Uh, go to the website is cycleoflives.org. You can find link in the description to this episode. This is, I, I highly encourage them to get the book and whatever organization would hire this great guy for your organization because this is not just another motivational book. This is something that I mean it, that it actually has implications for your life and your business. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And you guys keep coaching and keep doing what you're doing. And we all know that writing books is more about love than than about anything else. So, um, you know, what's not good about that? So I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you guys. You take care of yourself, my friend. I really enjoyed having you on today. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you very much. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and, and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.